RPG Academy presents... Dragons 5th edition actual play. Starring Michael as Arami Mott, Scott as Dane Seaborn, and Matthew as Cassandra Ziegengeist. Featuring Caleb, your game master. This actual play is supported by BattleBards.com. And as Arami does this, she wakes up in a panicked sweat. Uh, she is still in Tobin's house. <sighs> She's drenched in sweat. She has no idea what's going on. And you are immediately incredibly nauseous and you throw up again. All right. So it is now dawn of the next day. You are each in your respective homes. And you are slowly waking up and recovering from the previous night. Let's start with Dane. What is Dane doing today? Well, uh, I was up until near dawn carting chunks of gross around and fighting horrifying things from the beyond of nothing. And uh, I think Dane is, you know, usually tries to keep a general bedtime, like like a general morning routine of getting up at 1030 or at the latest 11, you know, before midday. But uh, today, hell with that. We're, we're going up. For for getting up around two to four, and then going down to the Sphinx to have some dinner. All right, so Dane is going to spend the morning and early afternoon sleeping in. No problem. Uh, let's jump over to Cassander. What is Cassander doing? When Cassander got home last night, he took the chunk of critter and uh, found one of uh, like a basin he had, uh, filled it with as much oil as needed to and then placed it within the basin to and uh to keep it and then I don't know if I don't know if I need to like put a rock on it to keep it submerged but if if I did I would have so it would stay in the oil and uh, hopefully not degrade and then he um made some more notes in his book in his notebook, you know, uh, took care of the rabbits or whatever other nonsense he's got to do, and then finally threw himself into bed. And by threw himself into bed, I mean he sat on the edge of the bed, Indian style, and stared at the wall for a couple minutes, and then woke up and said, Woof, I was tired, and then went about his day again. <laughs> okay, and let's go over to Arami. Michael, what's Arami doing? Arami has memories of the dream but not complete so she doesn't actually recall all the specifics she doesn't uh, remember exactly what she did but she woke up with a clarity of thought that she's not had in quite a while and uh 
she got up early. She actually didn't you know, sleep very long. She got up very early. She went down to the docks and quit her job. Whoa. She then went to the marketplace and bought a bunch of supplies. And we find her at her home that she is still claiming as her own, cleaning it and basically replacing anything of Tobin's uh, with her own. What? What happened to you, man? I thought I knew you. You used to be cool because I could get you to steal the skiffs. <laughs> and you'd like get your employees to pay me back for debts they didn't owe me. Where do you see it now? All right. So up at Long Garden. Yes. Long Garden Estates. Mm-hmm. Cassander, you have tranced for the necessary amount of time that elves need to trance and it's a few hours after dawn you are taking care of your estate and you are going back down to the lab to inspect this piece of flesh that dane got for you when you hear a knock on the door oh boy um i will uh probably close my robe because it's probably open right now uh and i will go up to the door I will exhale a calming breath, and I will open the door. Standing there is Captain Chimere and two firebrands behind her. And she says, good morning, Cassander. Captain, how uh, how lovely to see you. I have not break the fast yet. Would you care to join me? Thank you, but no. We are here on business. Oh, well, uh, what business brings you here? We need to speak further about the events of last night. Oh, of course, of course. Would you like to come into the uh, come into the lawn? No, we can stay here. Okay. So, what brought you to the beach? Well, uh, we were having a bit of a row that night. Uh, Army was uh, was hitting the drink rather hard, and uh, we decided to go for a stroll, and. We heard some noises, and so we kind of ambled towards the beach, and that's when we happened upon the wreckage and all the bodies, and that creature inside was actually still alive when we got there, and we actually, through the efforts of the three of us, ended up putting it down. So when you arrived, the boat had already crashed? Oh, yes. Yes, ma'am. Did you investigate the contents of the hold I did not know and I don't I don't think anyone really had time it was a it was rather a, a cut and dry thing uh, the the creature attacked us we barely won and then we all caught our breath and cleaned ourselves off and that's when you happened upon us during your struggle with the creature did you make notice of anything out of the ordinary. Any markings, any trappings on the boat. And at this point, she takes kind of a long pause so you draw your attention to it. Mm-hmm. Any sort of emblems or seals. Cassander is a thinker, and he's probably not going to tell her that he saw the seals. Which would probably beg a roll, or can I just skate by this on my fantastic acting? 
roll. We're gonna roll. <laughs> yeah. So am I rolling a deception? Well, what are you trying to do? Is Cassandra going to try to deceive? Is she? Is he going to try to just talk over it? He, uh, no, we could no, take no, it I'm, a couple different ways. I'm trying ways. to avoid the uh, the idea that I ever entered the uh, structure while the creature was alive, and then totally fixate on the idea that I was dead set on just drawing the creature, and I will even get my notebook and show her that that is all I did afterwards. Okay, uh, I feel like that could be a deception. I think that could also be a persuasion. Here we go. So that was a 14 total. All right, so what does Cassandra say? After the uh, the creature was subdued, uh, sorry, subdued, after the creature was killed, uh, when we caught our breath and entered into the uh, the shipwreck proper, I was totally fixated on the creature itself. And if you, just one minute, and he uh, runs over to the bookshelf, not the bookshelf, he runs over to uh, to a table, grabs his notebook up, flips through the pages, and he, and he shows it to her, and he says, I was drawing these, and he flips through a couple pages, I was drawing these pages as references for the creature, because it is something, I've never seen a, a humanoid cephalopod before, and I was just fascinated by it, I wanted to get as much information as possible. I recall no sigils, no symbols, whatever, anything that you, anything that you are looking for. Are you missing something? Because there were, there was a lot of bodies there and, and it seemed like a, a huge mess. Chimera listens to your story and looks at the, your sketches and she shoots you a glare and you can tell that she does not believe you. And she says, well, Elf, I know that you are on our homelands to be an investigator. And I do not believe for a moment that that keen eye of yours missed details of the events on the beach. However, as the remains of these events have already been burned away and cleared away. As long as there is no further investigation into this, I think we can call the matter closed. Captain, it would pleasure me nothing more than to agree with you that this matter is closed. As a point of reference, because we have not drawn out Longgarden Estates... Mm -hmm. From where you guys are at the front door, yes. Where is your lab? My lab is, um, I don't want to say right behind me, but probably my living quarters are right behind me, and then behind that is going to be the lab, probably by a separated by a um, by a wall without a door, and then behind that, in like a fenced-in area or a walled-in area would be the the farm part of it with uh, with all the, the living creatures and things. And there might even be a further workshop at the back end, I'm thinking. All right. So as you are having this conversation, even though Chimera and the Firebrands have not really entered mm -hmm. your domicile, yes. you can see that they are really looking around very hard. Mm -hmm. I did invite them in. You did. You did. Okay. And they declined. Oh, I'm just saying. So I wasn't being sketchy at all. Not at all. Not at all. Chimere specifically 
not really craning her head around, but I was going to say glance, that's got to look interesting as hell because they are short <laughs> and I am not, and they're just like, meh, meh. it's like I, you guys want to come in? I invited you in. So that isn't really happening, but. <laughs> When you look at her, yeah. you know that she is really looking around your place, giving it a very sharp once-over. Okay. But she wraps up the conversation, bids you goodbye, and leaves. Okay. And I will actually um, wait at the open door until they leave the uh, the porch area. They walk away, no problem. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just saying for my own personal edification. Now, in my mind, I've been here for a while, a while. Oh, yeah. I don't want to say how many years because I don't want to put numbers on it, but I'm going to say that I, you know, I've known Chimere when she was little, so this doesn't shock me that she's, you know, uh, razor's edge, straight and narrow type of thing. No, no, not, this is not surprising to you at all. You may not have known her as a child, mm-hmm. but you knew her before she became a firebrand right. and before she rose through the ranks to captain. Yes, that, okay, that that works. So they leave, okay. and you can return to your studies and investigation or whatnot. It is uh, just after noon when this has happened. I immediately open up my robe again and then go about my business. That feels right. And we will jump over to Dane. Dane, you are still asleep. It is a little bit past noon. And you are woken by a knock on the door. (coughs) (coughs) What? Mermaids? Son of a bitch. That's a good dream. Why would? Oh, and there's a knock again, a little bit harder this time. Oh, oh, oh! All right. Oh. Mm. I kind of shuffle off my brand new, really nice couch. Ooh, it's just so good. And uh, shuffle uh, to the door, kind of bump into it, and then shuffle two steps to the left for the knob, and kind of open it up with bleary eyes, which. There's only ever one open at a time, but they kind of take that in shifts. Uh, I say yes. So the brightness of the day kind of slaps you in the face as you're trying to deal with this. And there are three blurry shapes, not yet really in focus. But you hear Captain Chimera's voice. Looks like we woke you up, Dane. I immediately identify it only as a feminine voice, and I say, Oh, hey, ladies. Want me to make you breakfast? <laughs> no, I don't think so, Dane. We're here on business. Oh, uh, uh, is, is it is it Tuesday already? You're, you came to clean? Well, thanks. I, uh, uh, kind of wipe more sleep out of my eyes. Oh, oh, m- morning, Captain. Um... You'll you'll have to forgive me, and I uh, kind of move my pelvis to cover my shame. Um, it's 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 a bit uh, early in the morning. You understand? What what time is it? Maybe for you, uh, it's all it's well after lunch. Oh oh right. Uh, so um, what 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 can I do for you? We're here to talk about last night. Oh, 
If I had a copper piece for every time a woman came to my door and said that. <sighs> Dane, this is official temple business. If I had what a copper piece for every time a woman came to Dane! Yes, sorry. She She's getting actually pretty mad right now. All right. <clears throat> so she, uh, she steps towards you a little bit. Not like she's going to hit you, but... She's definitely getting closer to your face. She's too tired of my my innocent crap. <laughs> She's trying to impress the seriousness of what she is talking about with the proximity of her body. I uh, in in fear, I kind of bring the door closer and then wince a little as it thumps into me, and I say, "Okay, all right, I'm, I'm awake. What 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 do you want?" What were the three of you doing on the beach last night? Uh, I I thought we explained that pretty convincingly last night. I mean, thoroughly. Shit. <laughs> I'm waiting. Well, <clears throat> you see, um, our 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 uh, friend army had 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 a bit too much to drink, and and so we we went on this walk, and um, then then we we uh, heard this crazy loud shipwreck, just just boom, ram crash right like like right you i mean you know you've you've heard shipwrecks it was awesome but it was really far away and and so we we uh went that way and by the time we got there there was this shipwreck and and then uh pretty much uh you 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 came by and got mad at us were you at the temple before before what uh i mean i've been at the temple lots of times Immediately before going to the beach, were you inside the temple? No. What? That doesn't sound like me. I mean, oh, well, I, I guess I visited some kids in a room, but you know me. I like visiting kids in rooms. Yeah, that, that definitely happened. What else did you do in the temple? Um, I practiced my climbing skills. It, it is one of the tallest buildings in town. I, I felt like that'd be a good place, you know. I, I got new climbing gear. Do you, do you, do you want to see it? It's, it's, it's good. It's imported. She is going to grab your collar. I'm not wearing Or is blue, is, my wearing shoulder. Blueberries. <laughs> grab his blueberries. His blueberries are hanging out. All right. Then she's just going to grab your shoulder and actually shake you a little bit. And she's getting really, really mad. She's right in your face. Were you inside the temple in its inner sanctum? Uh, no. But depending on Let's what roll. you mean by the inner sanctum, I, I, I just saw a bunch of injured um, people and and thought it was the only just and righteous thing for us to help. And the only way we could help was by solving what had injured you. I, I'm sorry. So you admit to entering a restricted area of the temple and spying on private temple business. I admit... Only to embodying the best of Invar and Kovar in my heart and conducting my friends on a just and noble cause in the endeavor of, of stopping the harm that had befallen you and your comrades. Mm, that did sound good. So she is going to give you a long, hard stare much longer than is comfortable or socially acceptable. I go to pull awkwardly at my collar to, you know, to, like, vent hot air, like, and then remember I'm not wearing anything. 
It just looks awkward, and I, I kind of try and play it off, like, by scratching my nose. Little. But I don't break eye contact. After a very, very long pause, she clears her throat, lets go of your shoulder. She says, We are going to consider this matter closed, but only because of who you are. If such an offense happens again, your station will not save you, and you will experience the wrath of the temple. And she turns and leaves. Wow. Kind of heavy for first thing in the morning. So while all this has been happening, uh, we are going to step back in time an hour or so and go over to Arami in her newly claimed home. She has returned. She is cleaning she is straightening up this domicile, and there is a very soft rap at the door. Okay, I will make my way over and open the door. Standing there is Verilux. So there's a smile starts to break on my face, and then I visibly force it to stop. And then I'll, I'll give her a, a respectful nod and say, Priestess, it is so nice to see you. How may I help you? Well, Arami, I believe we have to talk about some things. I take it you are living here now? Yes, that is one of the things that I actually wanted to speak to you about. Would you like to come in? Yes, that would be very nice. Kind of lead her over towards, there's like a small kitchen table. I probably have the chairs on top of it as I've been sweeping. I'll, you know, pull it down and wipe out any dust that's in the seat and offer it to her first and then I'll wait for her to sit before I sit beside her. You, you remove the donation box of the dead guy's clothes from the chair. Like, sit down! <laughs> right here! I just got stacks of things everywhere. So she sits and she just kind of looks at you for a minute. Okay. I will kind of sit there quietly waiting for her to to start and then right as she gets ready to assuming she does i'll interrupt her go I'm, oh, I'm sorry would you like something to, to drink or to eat i i don't have much yet but uh I, you're welcome to anything that i have no no thank you army uh, I, i'm fine i will not be here long uh, i wanted to speak about some troubling news that i have heard recently do you know what news i speak of no, Priestess, I do not. Well, it directly concerns your actions of yesterday and today, so I hope that you know. There has been a lot that has transpired in a short period of time. And to be honest, Priestess, yesterday, I imbued more ale than I normally do, and I actually don't remember a lot of what happened last night. Um, I do remember this morning, if that is what you speak of, I, uh, I have relinquished my position at the docks as a foreman. As of this moment, I do not work for the temple. Well, that is certainly one of the things that has concerned me. Do you recall yesterday when 
you were still working for me, and we met on the docks? Somewhat. Yesterday is a little bit blurry. I do remember you coming to the warehouse, which doesn't happen very often, so that... I remember that, but I don't remember much specifics. We we, we mentioned we would meet later because I still wanted to talk to you about what happened the night with the children. Um, but then you weren't there at the temple. I don't I don't remember. I think, were you busy? I kind of remember going there, but I don't remember that we were there. It's it's kind of a blur. I'm, I'm sorry for my condition. I, I promise that's not something I normally do, but... Well, it would seem that for now you are able and willing to make your own choices. So if that is what you wish, that is what you wish. I believe that we can call that matter closed if you do not recall these particular events I'm referring to. However, Captain Chimera tells me that you were involved with a specific event on the beach last night. And I wish to make sure that you are safe. I did not find myself injured this morning, uh, but I don't really remember much of anything last night. Hmm. Well, perhaps that is a blessing to us all. So that brings us to this morning. What made you change your profession today, Arami. I awoke this morning with a clear head that I've had in a while, and I realized that I have been content to serve the temple, gladly, for some time, but not pursue what I truly want in my heart. So I felt it was best to relinquish the job I had in order to seek out the job that I want. And what job would that be? I want to be a member of the Firebrands. I plan on offering myself as a candidate the next time that there are positions open. Well, it is certainly a valiant choice. However, you know that we always make our selections from those that serve the temple. But I have served the temple, and that has not gotten me selected either. So perhaps this is a new beginning for us all. I do seem to recall you applying to be a firebrand in the past. I have submitted my name every time it was available to me. Do you recall why you were rejected in the past? There was mention that uh, I was missing the spark, but no clarification as to exactly what that meant. Verilux will stand at this point and start to pace. Uh, the house is very small, and obviously you have a lot of stuff out of place because you're cleaning. So there's not really a clear path in this small little place that she can walk back and forth. But she is pacing as well as she can and kind of staring off into the distance a little bit. You're not really sure, but... You can tell that she is taking a lot of long pauses. She seems to be choosing her words very carefully. Arami is not the type of person who gets involved with really in-depth, detailed, tricky conversations. But even she can tell that Verilux is not just 
saying what she means. So she's pacing around a little bit. And after a few moments, she turns back to you. Firebrands have to be able to perform certain duties. And to do that, they must possess certain traits and qualities. And Army, while you are dedicated to the temple, you've grown up within it. I took you in as a child. I've seen your strength. I've seen your dedication. I've seen your willingness to obey the orders of the temple. You unfortunately cannot perform some of the required duties that firebrands must perform. If given the chance, I think I can. Unfortunately, Army, you have to be born with it. I have not once seen a member of the firebrands not born with the innate power and abilities to follow the divine will and guidance of our patrons. I have done nothing but devote myself to the temple and to its teachings. And I feel that this is where my my path leads me. I was making no progress to it before. Perhaps I'll make no progress to it now, but at least I will do that under my own terms. And uh, I'll actually, will, I'll stand... And uh, I will kind of steal myself and then say, Priestess, I would ask two things of you at this moment. If you have any affection for me in our time together, I ask that you, one, grant me the right to keep this home as my own, and that you speak true in your heart with no deception. Why can I not be a firebrand? There's another long pause as Verilux considers your words. She doesn't look away from you, though. She just looks you in the eye as she's pausing and thinking. She says, well, your first request is easily met and granted. With Tobin's unfortunate loss, there is no reason that you should not live here now that you are no longer part of the temple. As to the second, to put it very simply... You have not been given the divine power of Invar and Kovar. Yet. She kind of reacts to that response. She rocks, not rocks back, but you can see her react kind of inquisitively. I have seen stranger things. Our world is very much different from the one I was a child in. I certainly cannot say that things cannot happen. But to be frank with you, Arami, this is something I have never seen and do not expect to see. And perhaps we are both in for the blessing of a miracle. Now, if you will excuse me, I, I have work to do. Verilux nods slowly, as do I. Arami, I wish you the best. And truly hope that your path leads you where it is destined to lead you. And she reaches out her hand to shake yours in a dwarfy greeting. So I would just sort of not 
expecting that and, you know, almost like shocked by it, I would just, you know, have like a couple pauses longer than, than uh, socially acceptable. And then like, oh, yeah. And then I would, you know, eagerly reach out my hand and, and shake it as well and probably do that really awkward bad handshake where I like grip it too hard and then I shake too violently. As soon as your hands meet, there is actually a flash of light. And Vera Lux pulls her hand back sharply, and your hand continues to glow. And you suddenly have a flash, a visualization that this was the hand you held the hammer with in your dream. The light fades almost immediately, and Verlux just stares at you. And then she turns and leaves. So Army will watch her go. Uh, I'll go ahead and shut the door behind her, and then uh, we can leave my scene as I am pulling out a piece of parchment and writing a letter. Alrighty. So, with all of that said and done, what are you three going to be doing as evening rolls around of this day? I think once I square away all my affairs, I'm going to uh, take to the town and look for my uh, compatriots, and I'll probably start looking for whoever I would stumble upon first, be it where Dane usually haunts or, or where I think Army still works. And uh, until I find one of them, and then I'll try to find the third. So you would probably head to the temple first, uh, since your estate is set back from the town proper a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's actually closer to swing by the temple before you head down into town, because the temple is a little ways out of town as well. Okay. So you can get to the temple gates and... Normally there are some temple priestesses out and about walking around getting some chores done. There's normally a single guard at the door. The door is normally open. And uh, there normally are some of the male dwarven members of the temple doing physical labor whether it's repairing or cleaning or they're in the temple grounds taking care of various things. When you walk up, the temple grounds are completely empty. The doors are shut. And there are two firebrand guards standing at the bottom of the steps as you approach. Mm -hmm. And as you walk up, one of them steps forward. Her hand is on her sword hilt. She doesn't draw it. She says, what business have you here? No business. I was just uh, wondering if Army was around, but uh, I don't think she is, so... Army Mott is no longer part of this temple. Uh, wow. Uh, okay. Th uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, good day. Uh, and at that moment, I will look over at a nearby tree, and I will wink at the tree, and uh, a seahawk will take off and uh, begin to spend his day uh, looking around a temple and telling me any little tidbits and information he can gather from his hawk eyes. 
And where will you head after leaving the temple? I will head to the place where I think Dane lives, which is the Sphinx. And Scott, where is Dane right now? So uh, Cassander does in fact find Dane in the Sphinx, and um, he's been there for probably about 45 minutes, and uh, that means that he has a huge pile of both breakfast and lunch in front of him, because he needs to catch up before dinner. <laughs> and uh, also that, that he's managed to get a, a pretty good uh, rise out of the crowd. There's a little bit of tunes, uh, but but uh, knowing him uh, the way that Cassandra does, uh, there seems to be more of a hollowness to his uh, eyes and his joy than uh, would ordinarily be there. He says, ah, Cassandra, come, sit. We must talk of many things. And then I will sit down and I will look at his plates and I will say, I thought you were making potatoes this morning. Oh, uh, well, yes, I was going to, but uh, I had a a less than cordial visit from the esteemed Firebrand Captain. Ah, she came to visit you as well. Oh, uh, yes, apparently we have that in common. And she was uh, very disappointed in our rather heroic acts to take vengeance upon those who would slay the holy protectors of our uh, mighty temple. Yes, she was rather cross when she came to my dwelling as well. She seemed to want to know a lot about what was going on shipment-wise in that boat, not so much tentacly monster-wise, which I took as a very interesting affront. Hmm. I wonder if this is in some way related, as Dane uh, takes a bite out of his um, tilapia bacon. I wonder if this is somehow related to the, um, the, the the fact that the priestess came to us for help in her dire time of need, and not the firebrands. That is a very good point that I had not pieced together until now. Interesting, maybe the firebrands are not who they once were. Where's Army? Is she? I did not see her at the temple. And they said that she is no longer a part of this temple. The uh, tough tilapia bacon falls right out of my mouth. What? Th- that's that's just not possible. They must have been mistaken. That's army in the temple are like ale and more ale. They go well together. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. But they said, and I quote, "Army Mott is no longer part of this temple." That's what. Did she join us? Is there another temple? Is she opening her own? Like a satellite temple, she might be opening her own. That's a good Some idea. Sort of mission. The temple to the temple to Dane. It'll probably be. Oh, I get a faraway visionary look. Like, yeah, that'd be great. That's nah, <laughs> probably not likely. But maybe if I convince her. Nah, it's that's probably. Well, you know, long term goals. Okay. So, so needless to say, I have no idea where to find her because she's not doing temple business. I don't even know where she did like. She lives at the temple. It's it's early hours yet, and, and we know that she can't conduct her prayers in any but the noisiest, rowdiest of crowds. I'm sure she'll find her way here before uh, evening prayer time is over. And as you two are having this conversation, Arami does in fact walk in. I, uh, I'm wearing simple clothing, uh, not not that I never really had a uniform, but I'm not wearing my leather armor. Uh, still not wearing your armor? You okay. never wear your armor. If that's part of your uniform, <laughs> you've never been in uniform. Good. Best fighter best fighter ever. Yeah. Okay, come on over. So, okay. You have a shirt that says pin cushion on the front. 
and uh, I'll come over and I just, I have a, a calmness about me that you guys, you know, a stillness that you're probably not uh, as used to. I pull up a seat next to you and I'm just kind of, kind of a glow about me. Are your beads still on your head? Uh, yes. Okay. When you say glow, is this a literal or figurative glow? Figurative glow. So you don't have like the 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 right hand rhinestone glove thing going anymore. I I trust you slept well. Not as well as I would have liked. My sleep was interrupted, but uh, th- that's neither here nor there because we need to discuss something extremely important, Army. And that's that. Um, I heard that you may no longer be a reliable source of skiffs. What? That that uh, are. There's a rumor going around, I mean to say, that that you may have separated from the temple? Yes, I I have resigned my position as a foreman with the temple. I am am free to pursue my dreams as I wish now. But your dreams are to be with the temple. I'm confused. I I mean, I want to be a firebrand. I've always wanted to be a firebrand, and I was not becoming a firebrand with what I was doing, so clearly I needed to make a change. So, so they wouldn't promote you up, so you quit, and now you're going to reapply? Is, is that a, a better path? I don't... Can we get around? With the support of my two best friends, there's nothing I can't accomplish. For doesn't it say in, in Copper 3112 that with two friends, Invar and Kovar, by your side, you can accomplish anything? I'm sure that meant four people. Your two friends, also Invar and also Kovar. Really, the four of us, five really, including you, Army, can accomplish anything together. Actually, when you say that, I almost, like, you, you clearly have triggered, like, an idea. I kind of, like, do that thing where I, like, look up and to the right, like, huh. Oh, yeah, okay. But I do actually have something for you, and I'll, I will reach into the folds of my um, outer cloth jerkin thing, and I have two letters that I have written uh, to each of you. Yeah. I... Um, okay. it's, it's not my birthday. I'm going to open it up. Uh, d- 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 should we should we read this in front of you? Is how, how does you know we have a post office? Is this your will? No, no, no it's uh, you can read them. This is an invitation. I'm having a party at my house tomorrow. I'd like for you both to be there. I I give a long, slow stare at Cassander. What? I. Did you get home okay? You you didn't fall and hit your head at some point. You, if you're not part of the temple, where are you living? What 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 home is this? Is this a hovel? No, I. Are you living in a box? I have assumed ownership of Tobin's house. the The priestess Fairlux herself gifted it to me. Wow, Tobin's house. I mean, the the same Tobin that that died in that cave after he kidnapped those children. Yes. Uh, that checks out. That's uh, okay. That's that's not the least creepy thing that's happened in the last twenty minutes. Are seriously, you're feeling okay? I mean, I I feel like I'd I'd call your mom, but uh, help me out here, Cassander, Professor. Uh, yeah. So what we're trying to say, Army, is uh, are you uh, acting out? Is this some sort of grab for attention? Because we're here. Like we, we're here. We're here for you. Like if you need us to 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 be there, you want to have a yard sale. Like w- whatever you need. But that's right. We're gonna. We're, sur- we're really off kilter. We're gonna surround you with love, 
and and intervene mm-hmm. before something worse happens than quitting your job that you loved and living in a dead guy's house. What I need now is I need you guys to come tomorrow to my party. My entire family has been invited. Awkward. Okay. I'll... Do you want me to bring Dip? I'll, I'll come with Tilly. We'll... we'll I'm... At least I'll be delighted to be there. Hey! It's... So while the three of you are having this awkward, strange conversation, a fourth chair at the table gets pulled back. A figure sits down heavily and says, A party, huh? Am I invited? And you look over, and it's Captain Gurmudgeon. Our favorite pirate. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGAcademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash the RPG Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the drive-thru RPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, The Caleb G, at The Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at The RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.